what is happening, guys? It is Christian Hansen. This is my show. Welcome. Uh, we are episode two this week. Episode two of the reboot in general. Like I mentioned Tuesday, if you were tuning in, this is the reboot of a show I started years ago. Uh, my first guest this week actually uh, reminded me of the exact time. January 2016 is when I started this show, actually. It was a discovery project for myself. I wanted to try it. Everyone was doing it. I'm like, why not try it? So I did. I had fun with it. And uh, it stopped, though, because that was my... Uh, trial period for this website my host platform Spreaker I ran out of the free hours given to me um, as a new account and I didn't want to pay because I was broke as fuck now I got a full time job fortunate and thankful very much to have one in a time like this where so many people are unemployed I mean I think it's like 30 million are unemployed now it's insane so I'm very fortunate and humble to be certain to have a job that uh, allows me to pay you know for things that I really love to do and enjoy um you know and I yeah, it's a little expensive, but I, you know, it's, I'm getting use out of it, and I'm having fun with it. It's a, it's a, it's a healthy exercise for sure. It's a lot better than staying home and drinking all day, like a lot of people are doing now. Um, that's not good. Yeah, drink is good every now and then, but eight hours consecutively, a bit too much, I, I'd say. But uh, I'm having fun for sure. But uh, Tuesday we had Andrew Buss. If you tuned in. Uh, you know, send me an email. Uh, it's at the Christian Hansen Show at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Official Chanson. Uh, Instagram as well at Official Chanson. You know, send me a message. Give me a follow. Uh, you know, let me know what you think. Uh, let me know what you'd like to hear. Let me know what you don't like to hear. Let me know if you hate the show. Let me know if you love it. Just communicate with me. You know, I've got nothing else to do. So let's just all be friends and uh, get through this together because that's what we have to do. There's no way around it. Um, yeah, today we have Leon Battle. Uh, Leon's probably the biggest Prince fan I know. Literally. Um, such a big Prince fan that when he went up to Paisley's Park, I think it was just a few months ago he went up there. Uh, he took a tour. He goes there quite a bit. He took a tour of the place. And this is, you know, this is Prince's place in uh, Minnesota. And the tour guide stopped and looked at him and goes, why don't you just leave the tour? So you have these people who paid this money to go tour Prince's establishment, Paisley's Park up in Minnesota, stop her job and say, here, you lead the tour because you know more about Prince than I do. I mean, it's fucking nuts. Man, and what a day and week to have him. Uh, Prince died on the 21st, which was a Tuesday. And um, was that Tuesday? Let's see, today's third. Yeah, it was a Tuesday. Um, he died on April 21st, 2016. And I had Leon on yesterday, interviewed Leon. It was a pretty uh, fitting schedule. 
I'd say. I just kind of came to be that way. I didn't even think about that until I heard about, you know, people talking about Prince's passing, you know, four years ago was April 21st. I'm like, oh shit, Leon's coming on this week. But uh, it worked out well. We had a great conversation. He does sound like he's getting sick, so I'm a little worried. But uh, yeah, hope everyone's staying safe, making the most out of this time, not being an idiot, and uh, you know, learning something new with nothing going on. You know, if you're bored, pick up an instrument. If you're bored, start a podcast. Um, you know, if you're bored, write a journal. Do something that you would that you wouldn't do normally because now you have the time to do it. You know, don't keep putting this the shit off that you've been putting off. Like, oh, I'll, I'll go visit so-and-so um, next week or because that stuff next week becomes and then the next week and then, and then it never fucking happens. Pick up the phone, call these people, you know, life's too short. This is the time for you to make up on all those lost opportunities. Um, so do it, okay? Fuck. Here's my interview with Leon. Thanks, guys. Obviously, uh, this uh, this period of time has been driving you crazy, like you said, huh? Not, not being able to really do anything, get out of the house. It's like... Uh... You know, you sit back and you start to, you know, wonder, you know, about uh, what's going on and you see it happening, but man, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain, honestly. No, I got you on that for sure. No, it is. It is. It's uh, it's definitely crazy. I, I don't, I don't, I think crazy is kind of an understatement. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just been hard to, like, compartmentalize everything for me. Like, I don't do shit anyway. But when I do like to get out of the house, it's like, let's go to see a show. And I can't even do that. You know, right. it sucks. Like, the one thing I like to do, I can't do. Like, I can't even imagine being someone who goes out to bars, like, every night of the week and stuff. And I don't know how people do that. I know that's not you. I know that's not me. But I don't know how those people are surviving. Um it, <laughs> And it's just crazy, like for you too, man, because you you got those health issues. I mean, this is this has got to be a little bit more alarming for you. Yeah, and uh, you know, well, from the thing I told you last year, it uh, that came back negative. So I was good. I, I was happy with that. I mean, I, you know, I was trying to find out what it was, but come to find out, it's just a fat on my stomach. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, so I. I I, I've been trying to eat different, you know. I, well, I am eating different now, you know. So yeah, of course. That's, that's that's one of the big things. So, you know, other than that, it's like now I'm just sitting back, you know, just watching my kids, man. And it's like I, I never would imagine that they got out of school almost two months before they were supposed to get out. Let alone would I ever envision seeing that the world was on lockdown. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing like this. Nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely testing my patience. I mean, obviously, I don't know. It's just it's just wild stuff. But like, I'm using this time to do stuff productively. At least I think I am trying to do uh, some more stuff like this with interviews. Trying to 
find my my part in making this easier for some people right um and i think i have for a lot of people it's a small niche of people but i think it's working um and i'm, I'm just having fun with that i'm playing a lot of music trying to get better at playing guitar i still suck ass um but uh i mean i don't know it's it's just absolutely wild i mean yesterday i was thinking about you yesterday too it was uh was it four years ago almost to the day yesterday was four years since uh your boy passed away yeah man yeah yeah i was thinking about you go damn this is crazy you know what man i'm gonna give you uh kudos man because uh you really did some background research man on prince man on that post (laughs) when you said something about pepe willie i was like what the hell (laughs) what well, the funny thing is this: is so this is I I I might I might lose a lot of a uh, lot of uh, good good stuff going for me right here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're probably like, oh, he's really did his research on Prince. So what I did is, fans have these things called press kits. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so exactly, we work at the theater, so we take this information, we make posters and stuff. So you know what, I I I couldn't sit down, and I'm not a Prince enthusiast. I love his music, but I'm not as well versed as it, you know, uh, as his music as you are. And right. so I'm like, shit. I had a good night. This was Marshall Charloff. I'm gonna go ahead and, you know, I'm sitting home at three in the morning, getting home from New Year's Eve. I'm like, ah, I don't know shit. So I went to his website. We took it off his EPK, and I pasted it. But everyone was like, wow, you you're a historian. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I just control. Right. And I had to tell you that because it was the weirdest thing ever. People like message me go, wow, like I Prince, you know, he, he meant a lot to you. I'm like, uh, what? But I, it did, I didn't understand it because I was like, I didn't, I assume that some people would know that, oh, he took it from the website. And like, I had a message yesterday saying, Hope you're doing good today. I'm like, for what? It's just another day. It goes, Prince. I go, no. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there's only two people that I know, you and Greg Guy, that literally love Prince more than anybody. And it was funny. I asked Greg, I said, who's, who's your biggest musical inspiration? He goes, oh, man. Dad probably get mad at me, but it's definitely Prince. Okay. When you you ended up going up to uh, his place down in uh, or up in Minnesota, that is right. His uh, mm-hmm. what was that like? Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? In all honesty, Kristen, um, when I first walked in, <clears throat> I didn't want to disrespect it, the place at all. You know what I'm saying? Because um, every you know. Let me make sure I, I say this right. Whenever, um, the last time I went, he said something about everybody can come back out again. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. <coughs> Some of his concerts, no, one of his, I think it was his last concert, I think, or somewhere, when he said, I got a house, I want y'all to take care of it for me. You know, and I was like, wow. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that's, it's pretty cool for him to say that, you know, but right. fast forward, when I went, I was like, damn, man, I'm like, I'm here again, you know, some things look different, you know, and whatnot, you know, uh, all the rooms are different than what I remember or whatever. And from when 
I went, I went to just listen to, um, we went to a listening party, um, mm -hmm. Rainbow Children. And um, <clears throat> when you got to excuse me, I got a cold, man. You're good, man. Don't worry about it. Um, Y'all got sick. Me, right? <clears throat> so when I was there, everything was happening kind of quick. You know, they was taking us by these rooms and whatnot. And they, they said, uh, that's the room where he used to, that, 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 that's his office. I was like, all right, cool. So I really felt kind of funny, man. I, I didn't, I didn't want to go through his, through his office, but I stuck my head in. It was like, I felt like a little kid, man. Like, you know, <laughs> straight up for real. Right, I got you on that. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was like, I stuck my head in his office. Like, you know, like I'm interrupting somebody doing something, but it was like, man, you know, I'm looking around, I'm looking at all this stuff and whatnot. And I'm just like, wow, I was here the last time, but I didn't get a chance to do this. So I'm taking it all in, you know, and the, 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 the bad part about it all is that it, it's like, I felt somebody saying, help me, you know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> it just felt kind of, it felt weird, you know? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's Hold crazy. On. You're good. Yeah, it, was, it was like, uh, it was like, um, it just felt weird, man, for some reason. I don't know why, but I was just like, wow, man, you know, it's, it didn't seem right that he wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But then as I'm, I'm looking around, you know, I see just remnants of, uh, of him, you know, all throughout this building, I guess, you know, one thing what they couldn't get past me was, was the guitars. Cause you know, all the guitars that he had that was still there. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's not one of his because um, the pickup was front loaded, it wasn't back loaded, you know, and all this mm. different stuff. And yeah, you would know that stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell is this guy? Right, right. <laughs> I was like, they filed for trying to do that. Then, um, at one point, you know, the the um, I think her name was Terry, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I was I was asking so many questions that she didn't even know. <laughs> and she just let me take over. She let me take over the tour, man. Really? So you were doing yeah. the tour that people paid for her to guy. Yes. Yes. Oh man. It, 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 it was funny as hell, man. Because I was <laughs> people was asking questions. I was like, oh, I know the answer. You know. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, man. But, I mean, what did she? That, that's got to be weird. Like she literally just what she says. She just walked away, or she just no. She she looked like you know how you look at somebody like you got the answer to that you know, uh -huh. and that's how she looked at me. I was like, and I and I told her, I told her in, in front of everybody, I said I don't want to be that guy, you know, mm -hmm. you know, say I didn't want to be that guy, but I had to be, you know. It was just like certain things. I was like, I was excited. I do at one point I just got excited because I was there. You know what I'm saying? Of course, and, yeah. And dude, his um his editing bay, man, you talking about ridiculous, dude. It had, oh, he's real class, man, dude. It was it was freaking ridiculous. Now, in one room, he had an editing bay that was just an editing bay. That was it. Mm -hmm. He had this post of a uh, a bird with um uh what's the actor's name in it um uh what's his name the big dude um oh boy, there's a lot of big dudes right now. <laughs> um um. The guy from the Green Mile, no? No, no. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
he had that poster up on the wall and I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, okay. I was like, man, you know, I, I kind of knew, you know, he, he might, might like some stuff like, you know, blues and right. jazz and stuff like that. You know, that was cool. <clears throat> but when I'm looking in his room, I still see stuff that he still used that was old stuff like CDs, DVDs, mm. sound bites, all this type of stuff. And I'm just like, damn, good thing I didn't get rid of that stuff that I had. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of, I got to go back up to uh, Bonzi and get my box of, of sound bites. <laughs> yeah, I got to do that too, by the way. <laughs> so you're uh, up in this room. He's got a nice studio. Yeah. So besides that, they take us out of that room. Then they take us to a different room. This time, I think we was going to like the the studios by then. Mm-hmm. So the one that I took a picture in, that was one of the studios right there. But dude, this cat, man, he had, when he was getting it built, Paisley, when he was getting Paisley Park built, it's still, it's, it's still beams in the ceiling when you can't see them. So the sound reverberates in that whole studio. Wow. And I'm like, who in the hell would think of something like that? You know what I'm saying? And wow. Yeah, it is, dude. And I was talking to the engineer, dude, and he was telling me, he was like, it's a lot of stuff I can't tell you, but he said when he built it, it was a whole bunch of stuff that he thought about that he got, that he had knowledge of, and he put it in here. And he was like, the only thing I can tell you about is the steel beams that's in the, that's in the, um, in the ceiling. Dude, hey, now I see why a whole bunch of artists like to go out there and record Mm-hmm. Because he was in, in, in all honesty, man, he had to be, you know, um, ahead of his time to figure out some stuff like that. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? For sure. You know, <clears throat> not only that, um, in every in every um, booth, I guess you want to call it not booth. I guess I'll say uh, recording, recording. Yeah, I guess yeah, recording. Yeah. yeah, it was. He always was mic'd up and ready to go. At all times? At all times, dude. He had, let me see, I went to, I think it was what, four studios and then the sound stage. So he had five pedal boards in those areas. He had one in the studio where I was at, where I took that picture at. He had another one in another booth. He had had two more in uh, another, another booth. And then it was like just a regular recording booth by itself mm-hmm. he had one in there so that that makes four then he had one on stage and on his sound stage so that was five wow i'm like this dude is just ready to go man at, at any given point but <clears throat> doing some reading um i read that whenever he was ready to, to you know record all he had mm-hmm. to do was just record and he was ready to go and that was it you know so <clears throat> hands down man he he, he was ready, man, you know, just whenever he had, whenever he felt it, you know. But also, too, <clears throat> I remember listening to, um, to uh, I think it was uh, Nikki Six a couple of years ago. Okay. He said um, one night he was dead asleep, and he said he was humming this, 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 this track, and his girlfriend, I think it was his girlfriend, I think, if I'm mistaken, Woke him up out of his sleep and said, why are you singing in your sleep? He was like, good thing you woke me up. He was like, where's my recorder? <laughs> <laughs> She's probably like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yep. Yep. Sure did. He got, up. He, said he got up and hummed it out. And he said the next day he worked on it. 
So I was just like, dude, so, I mean, in all honesty, man, you, whenever you feel it, man, you got to go to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no kidding. Well, that's a crazy. I mean, I can, I don't even want to know what I dream about or talk about in my sleep. I mean, damn, and for him to like actually see that's I think that's the coolest thing and scariest thing ever because they always have these dreams. Then you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, damn, yeah. this is fake. <laughs> but to have that dream, but to have like have that recorded, it's like that's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have that idea actually still be there. Mm-hmm. That's some strange shit. Now you actually got to almost speak to Prince, didn't you? But that one lady cut you off. Remember you? Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh my god, dude! I still get pissed off thinking about it. I'm like, damn it, you did him dirty. <laughs> to this day, if I see that lady, she she better pray it's not in the wintertime. <laughs> Straight up for real. Um, so I'm I'm sitting there, you know, like a little kid, you know, right? And you know how you sit there, you know, and you got your hand over your mouth, and oh, you like, you know, explode. right? No, no, like like you uh like you beating your um your thumb against your lip. Like you're real nervous or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there doing that. And I'm I'm just like, wow. <clears throat> and over his left shoulder, I can see Kevin Smith and I can see the cameraman. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting there, you know, just like, man, what what questions should I ask him? I was like, I know what I want to ask him, but how am I gonna be able to ask him this? I'm like, man, I'm sitting through all these questions that are running through my mind. I'm like, dude, you can't be scared to do it. You've been waiting for this, you know what I'm saying, for some years. Dude, and I'm sitting there, man, just like just going on and on and on. I was like, and then all of a sudden it said, and this is my nickname. My nickname is Tito, right? Okay. So I was like, Tito, just ask him the question, dude. It'll be all right. I was like, fuck it. I stood up and I walked over to him and everybody else was walking over to him. And it felt good because he got a song called Acknowledge Me. And when I walked over that way, it's like everybody like, in my mind, everybody like parted like the Red Sea. You know what I'm saying? When I walked over and he was like, go ahead, young brother. Oh, that's awesome. And I said, and I was about to say something and some chick busted through and said, I'm afraid to die. I'm like, what What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Man, come to find out this chick said later on down the line, oh yeah, he took me upstairs and we talked and, and then I fucked him and I'm like, Chick, you ugly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm, I'm like, I know for a fact you ain't right. as tight, man. You know what I'm saying? Number one. Number two, I'm like, why would you even say something like that about this dude? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, later on that night, you know, um, I went back to the hotel, got in the shower. I, I laid down for a little bit because I was sleepy. And um, got up and got dressed and went back to Paisley Park because they had a party for everybody that, that came out that day. So... As I'm walking around, I'm looking for him, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I want to ask him just anything, right. and you know what I'm saying? And when I seen him, I seen him talking to this chick. And I walked over to where he was at, and he was standing behind these ropes. I didn't want to jump the rope, you know, nothing like that. Mm. And, and I just stood there, you know. Didn't want to say nothing, you know what I'm saying? But I was just like, wow, man, you know, I'm like, I'm here. I can't oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I was like, I'm here and I can't even talk to this man. So I just walked around the sound stage, man, while the party was going on, man. No, you should have done. You should have said, I'm afraid to die. <laughs> Probably would have got right to him. Everyone would have. Oh, holy shit, what is this guy talking about? Hey, I'm the guy that uh, that lady cut off earlier. Yeah, right. I would, I would lose my shit, especially like, you know, getting that close. It's almost like 
I've had that opportunity in a press conference before with some mm-hmm. coaches, but you know, at the end, yeah, I was pissed initially, but my, like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. It didn't happen. Cause this was, you know, I, I have a good question. And then when it comes to my time, I freeze up and I say something stupid and it sound like a freaking idiot. But uh, it happened. It happens to me all the time with that stuff. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I know they're just people, but it, it sometimes it's hard. Yeah. You know, because it's like, in, when are you going to get this opportunity again? Let's like, I can't fuck this up. You know what's funny, man? Um, I asked my, um, I asked my kid's mother to marry me in front of Mark Tremonti. Oh, I think you were telling me this. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Dude, um, what's funny is is that when I asked her, it's like he knew what I was about to ask her. So I basically told him, I said, man, you know, I said I was waiting. We, 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 um, I won. Hold on, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. I had one backstage passes to go and see Alter Bridge, right, in Chicago. And we won the tickets. And I told the radio station, which was 95, 94.7 The Zone, at the time, I said, man, I said, I'm going to be running late because I'm going to be coming from work. And he was like, okay, don't worry about it. We'll help you out with everything, what you got to do. Dude, hands down, the whole station knew what I was going to do, okay? When we first got there, they said, I, I went to the went to box office, pick up the tickets. They was like, Leon? I was like, yeah. They was like, okay, come on in. <clears throat> you know, at the Congress Theater, they had those... Uh, those three, those, <coughs> those three doors, right? They had the mm-hmm. first one, the second one, and the third one when you go in. So the first one, I had to go to the front, you know, to the box office. Right. And he's like, go ahead. The second one, it was a security guard there. He's like, Leon, I was like, yeah, he's like, going in. Third one, they was like, Leon, go over there. And she said, oh, wow. They must have known you from doing your internship at Q101. I was like, yeah, they probably do. So then after that, um, after that, you know, everything was okay. We got up to the front or whatever, you know, and I'm waiting. The band was coming through, signing autographs, taking pictures and stuff. Then uh, I'm waiting for Mark to come through. Mark started walking down. He started walking down. Brian, the bass player, go past. And then here come Mark. Mark comes up. Say, hey, man, you know, I was waiting for you to come by, you know, so I can do something in front of you, you know. I say, I respect what you do. You know, this is that and the other, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. We both adore you. You know what I'm saying? We both love you to death. You know what I'm saying? All this different stuff, whatever, right? Uh-huh. Then I let her say some stuff to him or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he's sitting there puzzled. He had this puzzled look on his face at first, you know? And I said, well, I waited for you to come down so I can do this in front of you. He, and he looked at me real funny. He was like, wait a minute. And he just said, by all means, man, go right ahead. And it's like he took a step back. And he knew what was going to happen. <laughs> right, yep. And that was it. Yep. Dude. Yeah, man, it was... I'm I'm going to tell you something about, about being scared to do something. Mm. It's not about being scared. It's wondering what's going... It's not... It's, it's the unknown, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It's a response. Yeah, right. It's like you don't know how somebody going to act when you do something in front of them or, right. or, or anything. I'm just like, you know what? Hey man, time is short now, man. I don't really give it, man, man. Right. I, I really, at this point right now, I don't care no more. Seriously, you know. No, I, don't. I, I got you on that, and I think you you uh, you nailed it on the uh, you know being fearful of the response. Mm-hmm. 
because yep. when I had that opportunity with Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. I was scared shitless because what it was is when I walked in the, it was almost like a movie. I walked in, I'm like, hey, where's Kevin? And they looked at me like, ah, oh, good good luck. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you know, he's having a rough day today. I'm like, oh God. But he's over there all by himself with nobody around him, just dribbling a basketball through his legs. So you can go try. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm freaking out because this was a week after he announced that he was going to go to Golden State. I mean, it was the, it was a talk of the new, you know, every uh, across all sports. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it was the slowest walk of my life. It was about right. 50 feet, but it probably, t- I think it took about 20 minutes. <laughs> I literally, and I, I think he was looking at me like, what is this kid doing? Like, is he, he looks like he's about to do something bad. Cause I'm just pondering and I'm freaking out. And then I get over there and, uh, I stop. It was the awkward. I, I never, t- I haven't told anybody this. This is your, this is the, anybody listening. This is the first time I've said this is I stop and I was just stood in front of him like for almost five minutes, the longest five minutes of my life. And he's just like, like minute four, I took out his earbud and goes, yo. I'm like, oh, right, right. Uh, it was awkward. But like, uh, Kevin, my name's Christian. Could I go, oh, sure, that's fine. And I don't think he want. I didn't think he wanted to be talked to, but I, I wasn't gonna, you know, miss out on the opportunity. It was cool, but it was the worst experience of my life. It was a horrible interview. I was so caught up in the moment and fuck, like I really, cause I don't know if I'll get that again. I mean, I might, but you, you gotta, you gotta make the most of those opportunities when they happen. Cause you never know when they'll happen again. I would, God, it sucks so much. Like I would, I don't know. I, I like the photo. The photo looks good, but the interview looks like ass. It sucks. Right. Is horrible, and the same thing with Demar Derozan. I did it. I did an interview with Demar that that same day, and I haven't shared it. I have a photo of the interview, but I've never shared that interview because one, he wasn't happy. Two, I wasn't happy. He looked like he didn't want to talk to nobody, and I'm not going to put that out there. Right. But uh, it sucks. Now you, when when you're talking about Tremani and the radio, um, you worked in it. Uh, you did a little uh, career thing. You tried to get into the radio stuff for a while, didn't you? Yeah. What, whatever happened to that? You said that just kind of fanned out or? You know what, man? In all honesty, man, I, um, I'm, I'm not going to say I quit. Right. Don't say that. Right. Exactly. Cause I, I don't quit at nothing. I do, man. Honestly. That's right. Um, I, um, I'm, 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 I'm reeducating myself. Let's mm-hmm. just say that's, that's the best answer I can get. Um, I can get right. I'm sorry. Um, when you think about everything, man, like all the the, uh, the favoritism and you know me, I know you, I'm going to get you in before I get this person in or whatever, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, you got people, you know, that's cut. And, and the radio, man, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's cutthroat, man. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I, I had an idea um, and a guy just added one little thing to it. Now it's his idea. I'm like, you dirty bastard. You know what I'm saying? Right, you know, I'm like really, dude, you 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 that foul, you that bogus, but it's cool. And then the last one that I worked at, um, which is um, whew, um, a radio station in Crystal Lake. Um, what oh, was it? The uh, five point five. Okay, yeah, yeah, man, I I love I love waking up in the morning, going to a morning show, um, to do that because it's fun, um. But it was one person there who really irritated me. 
Um, I'm not gonna speak. I'm not gonna speak on the on. on yeah. I can't speak. Yeah. I can't speak on her. Yeah, that just, might be dangerous. Uh, you know, at this point right now, brother, I really don't care, man. Life's too short. Yeah, it's too Say short, it. man. Dude, she was foul, man. She was bogus. Um, <laughs> um, now we are at a we are at a promotion, right? Okay, mm-hmm. all right, an event for. I think it was for um. Let me, let me see. Was it uh? Was it uh? Not uh, not handicap, but it was for something with. For something with um. Damn. Anyway, anyway. People were there with wheelchairs mm. and crutches and um and uh walkers and stuff for that, you know, things of that nature. With with things it's it was I'm I'm not sure. I know but think it was for handicapped individuals or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But this chick gets mad at me because I make an executive decision because she was too stupid to realize putting tape down in an event like this would cause a lawsuit. Mm. So I pulls the tape up and pull up the, the, the extension cord. Right now she comes back and she says, who did that? I say, I did. She was like, why did you do that? I said, because it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. She was like, but if Joe walks in this, this, that, and the other, and then I'm going to get in trouble. And I'm like, no, you won't just tell Joe to talk to me. And I tell them why I did it. Dude, she kept going on and on and on. Now, the other intern was looking at me, and I was just like, I'm looking at him like, in a minute, this will be over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just looking at him, you know, when she walks away mad, I say, dude, I'm going to explain something to you real quick. Do you understand what a lawsuit is? He was like, yeah. I was like, tell me, do you see a lawsuit out there about to happen that we caused? He said, oh, I understand why you did it now. Mm. It's like, exactly. You know, <laughs> sometimes people don't understand. Interns do think and right. that they have minds. And me, to know, <clears throat> I'm older than this chick. You know what I'm saying? Mm. By some years. So I Got knew, some, yeah. you know, I, I, I knew, I, I, I've been around the block, you know what I'm saying, a couple of times, you know? And I'm like, it's interesting to me because some of these people, man, don't know they ass from their feet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and they look at an intern like they stupid. Mm-hmm. But, but I know what it is. They intimidated. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's all it is. That's all it is. Right. You know, I, I sit back and I laugh at it now, but back then, <clears throat> when I was driving home, boy, Hold on one second. When I was driving home. Take your time. Yeah, you're good. Man, when I was driving home, Christian, man, I was pissed off. Oh, I'd be too, man. I'd be, you know what I would do? The first thing I do, you know, I'm not a metal guy, but I'd throw in the hardest shit ever. And I just, (laughs) you know, I would obviously had to probably put it on cruise because I'd probably be going a little too fast. (laughs) You know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that pissed me off. Yeah, man. She, uh, then she tried to, she tried to, she tried to try to throw me under the mud at the radio station after that. Yikes. Oh, he he thinks he knows it all. It's just that and the other like, no, nah, I just it's called principal. Right. And, and being smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. 
No, it's funny though, because I remember you were telling me that actually about how you felt really uh, kind of pushed out of something you really wanted to do. And there's actually a really good friend of mine who's, uh, he had the same situation and now, uh, you know, he kind of had a Rudy yeah, story happen for him. So years and years ago, he went to that. And if, if you were seeing what I was doing, the quote unquote uh, IMS, uh, Illinois uh, Center for Broadcasting or Illinois Media School, and, you know, it's unaccredited. Um, I was going to go there, um, but the whole unaccredited thing worked me out. And that's what it was for him years and years ago. He was trying to go there to get a degree or whatever. And so he, he was getting close and goes, I want to do this Aubrey's radio station. And his teacher years and years and years ago said, good luck. You don't stand a chance in hell. So he gave up on it. And he went to like the mortgage he, uh, career and he spent literally his whole life in the mortgage field. Now he's, he came back to it. He past couple of years, he finally just finished. He went back to do something with radio and, uh, he went to a buddy guy show. He's a big blues fan and buddy guy. If like uh, you've seen buddy at the Arcada, you were there last year, buddy guy always has a segment in his show where he talks about how nobody plays the blues on the radio. And Pat finally opened his mouth. He said it took him forever. Because, buddy, I, I play the blues. I, and buddy goes, who the fuck are you? And he froze up. He goes, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a nobody, but I play the blues. And afterwards, Greg brought him backstage and says, um, my dad wants to speak to you. And he goes, uh, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, Pat, out of my entire life and Buddy's 83 now. He was, I think, 81 when he he proposed this to Buddy. He goes, 81 years I've been alive and no one has ever come to me about doing an all-blues radio station. You're the first person ever. And Pat's like, God damn it. If I came to him years and years ago with this fucking teacher told me I was going to fail yeah. and never get what I want to do, you know, and uh, he goes, keep working on it. And uh We'll see what happens. Then it came to fruition. And the funny thing is Roz from ABC7 um, goes like, hey, Pat. Yeah. Uh, she ran into Pat a couple of years ago and said, hey, if this happens, come to me and I'll be the first to tell your story. And it happened. And now he's living his dream and shit. But I, you know, never give up on that stuff, man. I mean, there's always time to get back into it. I mean, he literally spent like 25, 30 years, a gap. You know, doing something he didn't want to do, but doing it because he was told he couldn't do what he wanted to do, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and again, that's them haters, man. Yeah. Don't ever let that shit get to you. Yeah. Even though I do. I let it get to me all the time. I'm a little son of a bitch. I don't know why my problem is, you know? I, uh, I've been happy with what I'm doing. I'm working at a fucking pool place. Uh, a commercial account manager selling to to commercial properties it's an inside position which is not too bad i don't have to actually pound the pavement because i don't think i'd last an hour um but i'm not happy with it i work at the arcada part-time i wish it was a full-time but i i don't trust job security there and i'm not in a good you know i'm not i mean especially with now look at this i'd be out of a job yeah and you know I don't understand. I think that's my biggest holdup. And I think that's why we, me and you always could connect on that is I'm not doing what I love. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working something to pay the bills, but I'm not happy. I'm really not happy, but I have a little bit of a side thing that it makes me happy, mm -hmm. but it's just trying to break through and find something that, you know, I'm really happy about and 
doing it for a living and not, you know, authorizing about having to go to work. It just sucks, you know? Yeah. You know what, man? Um, One thing I want, I want to give you um another kudos on is that, dude, I, I see you trying, you know, so many different things in, in this field. Um, When... When I get well, when I go to um, Paisley Park this year, I want to. Well, I'm, I'm gonna try to go uh-huh. when they had, when they had this uh, when they have this um, uh, this Prince celebration thing. Um, and I was gonna ask you, did you want to go with me? Oh, I would love to. Now, the reason why I, the reason why I'm asking you is because I know for a fact, dude, with the way me and you talk and the way we get, you know, social butterflies and whatnot, I know for a fact we can find somebody there to talk to to get exactly. the interviews that we want or whatever, you know, and, and meet the people that we want or whatever. Right. <laughs> now the question is, is I know for a fact them tickets, man, them tickets like five to $600 then a thousand dollars or something. I'm like, Holy shit. A thousand five hundred. Okay. Still, still uh, taking half a lung out of me, but a thousand. Right, right. I'm like, I'm going to code. I'm like, you know what? I can't afford that. But right. I say no for a fact with the hookups I got, right. I can get the hotel room. And I was like, we can just go down there and kick it and mm-hmm. and just hang out. You know what I'm saying? So right. No, you, know. Hey, you never know. It could it could happen. Like there's connections. And honestly, you when you mentioned that is I, I didn't think about it until today, actually, you know, when I interviewed Greg, Buddy's kid, and he's a huge Prince fan. I, I, I asked him at the end, I said, why the hell did you want to talk to me? You know, I reached out to him. He didn't reach out to me. He goes, well, you know, I, I talked to my dad and I go, whoa, wait a second. You talk to your dad to see if you can talk to me? And he goes, no, 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 let me finish. I'm like, okay. I said, hey. Dad, you know, because now we got the blues radio station in your name. Do you think it'd be okay if I did something like this? Uh, man, I'll check it out. So he checked out some of my shit. And I go, wait, your dad listened to it. He said, yeah. I said, oh, my God. And I started offlizing. I said, the audio was so bad in there. There's too many plosives. There's You hear a lot of puh, puh, puh. It goes, the audio. And I'm just offlizing about him. So he goes, no, no, no. It's fine. He goes, it's, he, when, when we see someone who's dedicated... And what they're doing, you know, will support it. So, I mean, they talked about me the other day on their buddy guy blues radio station and stuff. And I started freaking out, but you know, you mentioned the connections, this is, you know, you got to start small and you work your way in to, you know, a, uh, an area that could open up the door literally for you. And I think that was an opportunity for me. And like you said, um, you put me and you in a room and then you find that other one person. I mean, that's all you need. And I think Greg has helped me open up the door for some of the interviews that um, are going to be coming up, like Bobby Rush. Right. Um, I got him coming on once he gets over this whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other blues guys like uh, Gary Clark Jr. We've been working with trying to get that uh, schedule. But uh, if you get that, oh, my God. Right, exactly. I but see the thing is, is this Leon is I I I, I love to do the in person stuff because one audio is great, no, but I think you connect on a whole different level when yeah, you face to face. Right, because yeah. it's different. It's weird as hell. Like I don't know. Like I don't, especially people you don't know. Like I don't fucking know him. I know his music. Right. right. But like if you have them in front of you, I mean, you still don't know them, but you, I, I don't know. It's different. It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's funny, man? Um, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. Um, and this is what's funny. 
my son made my my son be trying to introduce me to you know to more up to date music. You know, because uh-huh. I'm I mean I, I like you know old shit. You know what I'm saying? What you know? Just <laughs> I, I love all that shit too, right? <laughs> but I I, I I I just love music. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay. So he made a joke. He was like, "I was the one to introduce you to Gary Clark Jr." I'm like, "Uh, no, no." I was like, "I'm gonna tell you when." I was introduced to, to to Gary Clark Jr. before anybody around here. And he was like, when? <clears throat> so I was like, all right, okay, give me one second. So I pick up the remote and I say, Honey Dripper. Honey Dripper was a movie he was in with Danny Clark, uh, Danny Glover and some other people. in the outfield. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I think it was back in either 2007 or 2008. And when I said that number, he was like, man, he been out since that long. I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, look it up. And when he looked it up, he was like, wow. I was like, yeah. I was like, then after that, he got big again. Um, not big, He didn't get big again, but he came out again, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. When um, uh, Eric Clapton put him on, um, on the uh, crossroads. Yeah, yep. Chicago. Yep. yep. Sure did. Yeah, that, that was actually, and the, and the funny thing is with that is, he 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 talked about it when uh, he did an interview with Mark Marin. He said that if it wasn't for Clapton choosing him to play that festival, he doesn't even know he'd be where he is today. He said he'd probably still be living. Well, he still lives in Texas, but he said he'd probably still be living in his you know small hometown, playing at local clubs and bars each night. He goes, he, that, that literally propelled him because I think that was right at the same time Black and Blue came out. Yeah. Yep. And he tore the living hell out of it. And, uh, you know, it's funny, though, that you mentioned that because there was this kid that I talked to the other day. Um, you know, uh, I came across him on, online. He messaged me and he's like, hey, you know, that's cool. You're doing a show about the blues. You should check out Catfish Blues. It's my favorite song ever that Gary Clark Jr. did. And I laugh into myself. I go, kid, kid, kid. Mm-mm. No, no, no. This Catfish Blues, that's not his song. Okay. You got to go way back. I mean, it, Buddy Guy Jr. Wells covered that song. That's not even their song. And they covered right. that yeah, like a billion years ago. And he goes, what do you mean? And I told him, he goes, oh, I don't know. And he's like, he didn't respond. Like, like he got so offended. I'm like, I mean, you, you people people put their 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 twist on, on uh, older music. I mean, honestly, look at Jimi Hendrix took Bob Dylan's, oh, yeah. I think yeah. it was songs off his first out ever album and and made them bigger than Bob Dylan made them, you right. know? Right. Oh, oh man, dude, man. You know what's funny, man? Um, <clears throat> I remember when uh, some years ago, um, <clears throat> when I always thought, I was like, damn, I can't, I can't play none of Jimi Hendrix stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And... <clears throat> All of a sudden, one day, I went to, um, damn. We're losing Leon over here. He's right, dying. Right, Jesus. Right. <laughs> I went to, um, I went to my guitar lesson. Uh-huh. And my boy, Klaus Lukes, was, um, we was talking. And he was like, I can show you how to play something from him real quick. <laughs> Klaus ripped it off real quick, and I was just like, damn, dude. I'm like, wow. He was like, 
he's like Jimmy, just like any other player. If you want to emulate him, you can play him. Mm-hmm. And one day, man, I was sitting in the house, man, I was watching his fingers on where he was playing um, uh, uh, Voodoo Child. Mm-hmm. You know, and dude, I just I just sounded it out, you know, on each on each um string, you know, and tried to figure out how to play it that way. And I right. did, you know, up to a certain point. But then as I was looking, all and I always liked um Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, and yeah, you know, right. Dude, man, i man, when I watch him play it compared to Jimmy, it's like, I'm like, damn, dude, y'all, y'all ridiculous, man. But I seen how he was playing it, and uh, the note that I couldn't figure out after the beginning, um, I seen um, uh, Stevie Ray do it, and I was like, damn, that's it? So I got it all the way up to that one point, and then I stopped. I haven't tried to play it. You know, I have try, tried to play it since then, but... Right. It's not the same. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's like I haven't progressed with it, at, you know, at all that much, but... That's my problem. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. I, I make the joke that uh that I am the um the narcoleptic guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um. Certain times when I play or whatever, you know, what I'm saying it's like I, I zone off, and my dreams of me playing a song on stage mm-hmm. it, every it, fucking man, time. Man, it just like do it. Just like I sit God, there. It's depressing. No, no, it's well, it's depressing, but it's also enlightening, man. Cause right. I sit there, man, I just be like, damn, dude. If I played it, I could see it right now. If I hit that note, mm. and you know, I, I could see my face if I hit, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I know exactly. I I go through that every night. I would go through that tonight when I play. You know, like you're just visioning, like you're seeing crowds of people. You're like, damn it. Yeah. Here I am playing freaking Bad Moon Rising by CCR. Right. <laughs> One song though that I, I can't, I can't, um, I can't seem to get over this hump, and that's Purple Rain. Um, you know, right at the at the end, you know, when when he starts going to the solo and and you know, it's it's like that uh, the uh, the trill when he you know it's it's it's, it's dude, it's, that, that's like my one of my biggest hangups. I got everything else, every. Thing else, everything. I, I play. I, I play like the ending parts. I played all the parts in between or whatever you know. Oh. Yeah, but I can't get this one part down. And the funny part is, is that I seen one other person do it, and that was her. Mm. Dude, when she did it, I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Wow, she she she." And I'm sitting. You know. You know how. <laughs> If you ever looked at Beavis and Butthead, man, <laughs> dude, that was me. I was like, wow, she she did it. And I was like, wow, I was like, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Oh, that was crazy. Man, it, you know, it. certain parts of songs, man, you know, it's like, um, you know, I, I used to be able to pick them up quick. You know, um, like uh, like uh, uh, that's like Purple Rain. Like you know, um, she's always in my hair. You know, um, I used to pick up a lot of, I used to pick up a lot of Alter Bridge, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I started off with Creed. Okay, all right. Yeah, I love them, man. A lot of people may knock them. You know what I'm saying? Fast so be it. I really don't care, man. I, I love those. Right. Um, 
The thing that killed me is that I could play a few of their songs off their CDs, off their old CDs or whatever. Then as they started to progress, they started getting harder. I'm like, all right, okay, I got to progress with them. So, you know, um, Bullets was one of the first ones that I tried to emulate because I liked mm-hmm. the way it, that shit, man, that, that shit to me, man, was like one of the hardest songs that came out that year, you know, besides like it was like probably what, Puddle of Mud and, um, and um, Deftones and some other cats, but... You know, uh, saving uh, Abel. <laughs> but um, besides them, I wasn't really into them like that. You know what I'm saying? But then at when they broke up and then they came out with Alter Bridge, I was just like, holy shit, you know, what's what's this? And I'm like, all right, okay, I get it. Dude, next thing I know, man, I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play with Mark. It was like Mark just like took off running. I was like, I can't keep up with this dude, man. Right. I was like, yes. I'm like, it ain't happening, man. Then, uh, um, when they came out with Blackbird, dude, that's one song, man, you got to check out, man. I'm, no, I know. You, you've played that for me before. Okay. It was, right. uh, that was off of, uh, that's, Blackbird. it was a live version was the best version of it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I did, I did Miles solo, but I can't get Mark solo, man. Because that one, man, it's like, oh, man, it's, dude, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. Just a thought, man. Every time when I go to concert to to their concerts, man, you know, it's like I can't wait to hear that song. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It's like <clears throat> if if the, the the funny part is to me is that I see people now looking at stuff that I used to love years ago. I'm just like, dude, and, and they doing all these reaction videos and stuff like this, and I'm like. Still, like yeah. discovering, like st- right. I'm like, where the hell you been living in right. your freaking room? Like, right, dude, come on, man. Like, like I saw the other day. Like, I'm like, kid, kid finds out who Jimi Hendrix is. I'm like, where the fuck? Like, you live in a shelter? Like, are you sheltered? Like, like what is this? Do you live in China where you can't go on the internet? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But- I, this is crazy. Like, I saw one this, this uh. This dude was, he discovered Stevie Ray Vaughan. I'm like, seeing this video, and this, they, it, they're cool though. They're cool videos because yeah. these dudes are really getting into it. Like, damn, this white boy smokes. And I'm just <laughs> laughing. And uh, he's like, wow, I wonder if he has more songs. Like, hey, if you came out with anything new, and people are like, oh, he's dead. He's like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. Like, all these people being rediscovered again. Right, yeah. right. Now it's just one thing that, that that's killed me though with uh with the blues is I don't think we've seen I, I think Stevie's death really shift was a huge oh, yeah. shift in in music in general. I mean, Steve, when Stevie came in, the blues is already starting to go, but he he brought the blues back to mainstream when he first came on. I mean, like John Lee Hooker sold more albums and uh from 1980s to 2000, then he did it the entire, you know, yeah. 40 years of his career, right. like the first 40. And a lot of it had to do with what Steve Ray Vaughan did. And then he passed away and then everything shifted again. And yep. it hasn't been the same since. Yeah, you've had two people that followed Stevie and Johnny Lang and Kenny Wayne Shepherd, But I think Kenny Wayne Shepherd puts himself on top of Johnny Lang um, in the sense of, true blues rock like Stevie was, but you, it has been completely different ever since that happened when he passed away. And the sad thing is, is it's, it's, I don't, it's not going 
it's not getting better. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And I think it just kills me knowing that the future of music looks like shit. Like I, 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 I told Greg that too. I said, I just don't understand how a kid in his bedroom eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew all day could press four buttons on a computer and win a Grammy next year. You know, like, it just fucks this messes me up in my head because you have these instrumentalists who've been playing their whole life you know not not ever get anywhere with that I mean look at guys like John Mayer who I love I know uh I think I kind of push you back into him a little bit too and I was kind of happy I got someone back into him maybe when uh you went and saw him in the summer but he hasn't won a Grammy since continuum yeah because it's like I I don't know what it is. And he jokes about it all the time because that was like the first album that he did, you know, first with his, you know, band and everything after your body is a wonderland or in room for squares, that album, mm-hmm. they just kind of go, Oh, it's like, he just like lost everybody. I don't fucking get it. You know why? John Mayer to me, Hey man, I love him to death. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he did to all these blues cats. But dude, when but when uh when Buddy Guy was here, <clears throat> I never forget it. When when I went to the um the uh the old club. Hold on a second. <clears throat> when I went to the Arcada right. the gift shop and I heard some cats, it was some white cats and it was some black cats and they're talking about how John Mayer was an asshole towards them and Mm. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I thought they was cool. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But come to find out, man, it's a video out there, man, with, um, when John Mayer was playing something and Buddy Guy was looking at him like, you know, like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, whoa, dude, I haven't found it yet. I, I need to put some more research into it, but. Oh, man, me too. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, man. I'm like, I thought they was cool, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but yeah, it's a lot of people, man, who really don't like John Mayer. Yeah. Yeah, well, you you nailed it. And he he knows that. Yeah. And he jokes about it. But I think he's, he, now he's, he's, ever since he uh, had like that surgery with his vocal, whatever, ever, like past almost 10 years now, he's been completely different. It's mm-hmm. it's chained him. It's yeah. chained him. I mean, he had that interview with Rolling Stone that literally ruined his life. What happened? What, what, uh, when he talked about, uh, he dropped the N word in the interview. He he talked. He he threw racial remarks at all the women. He you know was oh yeah, it was bad. And he wrote a song about it um, <laughs> on one of his albums. I think it was off Paradise Valley. He wrote it, mm. but. Uh, it was basically about how an interview ruined his life and no, no one even talks about him literally. And I was, it, it's just insane. Like he just wiped off the face of the earth of music. Yeah. It's just crazy. It really is. And the, the funny thing is though, now he's, now he's, he's changed though. And I think ever since then he's, he's been different. He's, um, he's not fooling around with people. He's literally given his entire life to music and that's it. He quit drinking, he said, after Drake's 30th birthday party when he was hungover for two straight weeks. Um, <laughs> exactly, right? Up, like, I don't even know, how do you, that I, he should be dead. Um, right. But he's, uh, 
Hey, if you listen to Steve Ray Vaughan's um, Hall of Fame induction speech, Steve Ray Vaughan, Double Trouble, his speech hit home um, where he stopped drinking. And he said the reason he stopped drinking was because he wanted to do anything in his power to get closer to sounding and being like the man he he, uh, he couldn't or to be like the man he, he uh, wants but never will be able to be in Steve Ray Vaughn. Right. And then he ended it saying, it's my honor to you know, induct Steve Ray Vaughn, double trouble into the Hall of Fame. And ever since then, that's all he's been worried about is his playing. And I think that's awesome. You know what's funny? Um, that's one of my, um, my biggest issues. But... What is hot, hot, uh, making making a mistake or right. or or not doing it correctly? Now, keyword making a mistake, dude, Christian. I swear to God, I never heard Prince make a mistake ever. Oh, he's a perfectionist. There's not many people like him until last night. Until last night, bro. He's dead. What do you mean, dude? <clears throat> check it out. I've seen so many different Purple Rain versions live that I've never heard a mistake. Oh boy. Nothing. Never heard no. Never heard no mistakes, dude. Last night, man, I'm listening. Out of all to nights, you're right. Exactly right. Hopefully, <laughs> matter of fact, you know, was it last night? Was it last night or the night before last? Hopefully, it was Monday. Right. right. <laughs> Jesus. I think it was. I think it was Monday. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's why I was cutting my hair. I think I'm not sure. So we'll say it's Monday. Right. But dude, I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, what the hell was that? I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm like, was that a mistake? I'm like, whoa. Dude, I went back. I rewinded it a little bit. I was like, holy shit. It is. I'm like, I'll be damned. I was like, dude, out of all these years, I've been thinking this man was perfect in playing. I've heard him made a mistake. Now, what's funny about that is this. Now, we want to be like, you know, people that we want to emulate. You know what I'm saying? That, that's cool. And we know that they don't make no mistakes or nothing like that. But when I heard it and I said, man, I was like, dude, he, he's he's human just like you. You know what I'm saying? If you make a mistake, you regroup and you kick ass even worse right. than what you was trying to do beforehand. And he did. When he came back after making that one mistake off that one note, dude, it was on and popping after that. Man, I was just like, damn, dude. I'm like, really? And, you know, you know how you look for certain things, man? You know, mm -hmm. look for certain like uh, little sparks of uh, inspiration or whatever, you right. know? And at certain times, you know what I'm saying, you 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 may you may get it from something that you that you don't even know you that you're looking it. for. Right, right. You that, that that you weren't even expecting. Um I remember one night again listening to Mark Germani, right? Okay. At a no at a concert. Mm -hmm. Concert. I've never heard Mark made make a mistake. Never. Not one time. So I'm looking at this DVD that I bought years ago. And I see him struggling, trying to get this solo down, you know, on video, dude, hmm. on video. And when you see his face trying to get this shit, you would be like, damn, he was pissed off. You know what I'm saying? And it, it looked like he like he wanted to throw the guitar. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And I was just like, wow. I was like, I feel your pain, man. I was like, now I see that he is human. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I know he makes mistakes. You know what I'm saying? In my mind, I think when they doing a CD, that it's all perfected, you know what I'm saying, before they even put it down, which which they that, that's what they do. That's what they're supposed to do. 
I like live music because you get to see where the mistakes are going to be made at if yep. they make mistakes at all and how they recoup. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I no, love I got you. Right, I love live sound because you get the harmonics. You know what I'm saying? The, you know the 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 different um man, just just the different More sound. Energy. Right, exactly. You know, it's a completely different beast. <laughs> oh it really God. is. It's like I tell people. I said if you if you judge somebody, like especially when it comes to guitar work, mm-hmm. it's uh. And Kenny Wayne Shepherd's a perfect example of it. He uh he he knows that. When the last three albums they did were recorded all live, meaning live in the studio, meaning that his last album was recorded in one take. Damn. Yeah, one take. They went down to Muscle Shoals, or it was done. This one was done in Shreveport uh, recording, where he actually recorded his first ever album. They went down there with the boys in the weekend. There was a a couple little things they had to fix at the guitar. They did it live. The band, all all the band in one room, just did it live, and that was it. They did it on a weekend. And then he goes, "The weird reason we do that is because we're a band that loves to play live. We want to give people something, you know. That like when you listen to our music, that's what you're gonna get when you come see us. You're gonna get that exact same thing. Now, I there's a lot of bands that I can listen to that I I can't even get through 30 seconds of a song." But then if, you know, I s- somehow stumble into seeing them live, I go, this, this is a different band. You know, you, you see that with a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different beast. And I think John Mayer is one of them, too, because I think, you, I mean, you have to admit, that show in the summer was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, he. I, I'm smiling ear to ear just thinking about it. I mean, he, when he, when he just goes and he does his soul and he just gets lost. It's yeah. the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. He, um, <coughs> that made me want to go, go home. <coughs> that made me go home and play, um, continuum. Mm. <coughs> Damn. Damn, dude, you sound like sh- you're getting sick, man. Yeah, man, it's just, just dry cough, man. It became, it's <laughs> yeah, stay away. It can't get that COVID. <laughs> oh, and I'm not even joking. It's just been fucking with my head, man. Yours, man, you don't understand. Being cooped up in this house, man, and, and, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Divorce rate's gonna go through the roof once this shit. Some kid here talking about it, but yeah, this is crazy. You listen to the continuum, huh? Yeah, I do. When I went home, I watched the concert, you know, um, and I, I on the way home, I listened um, to the music, you know, mm-hmm. dude. <clears throat> hands down, I love that CD. Love that CD, man. Um, I, I like to, I like to play. Uh, what's the um, the one when he said, when he said, uh, all is not lost. He says, I'm not going into a, a blues, a blues rip or whatever. Um, there is a, well, there's a cover on there. Bold is love, but, um, is it stop this train? I don't trust myself in loving you. Um, not that one. Not that one. Shit. <coughs> I know all those songs. Let me, uh, I got it right here, actually. So 
Here we go. Continue on. Uh, belief, the heart of life, vultures, dreaming with a broken heart, in repair, I'm going to find another you. Um, gra- well, gravity, stop this train. What was the name of the damn song, Leon? You know it. Um, you know what's going to happen is we're going to get off of this and then you're going to send it to me later on because no. that's usually what happens with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, damn it. It, it, will, it would literally happen. Like, eventually, once this gets over, like at the last second, it, it's going to come to you. It happens. Let me think. Let me think. Damn. I'm going to figure it out. As soon as I know you, you're right. <laughs> as soon as we get off the phone, I know for a fact, man. <laughs> Look at a text like right away, not even a second after. I got it. You motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. You sure it's off that album? Yeah, it was It was off that concert, actually. Um, oh, they, he played it this summer? No, no. Um, the Continuum the continuum CD. Remember how they had the... um. The two CDs, the one that was the concert. Then oh, the he had the, the Try, Try, the Trio album. Right, right, that one. That was the blues one. That was just the John Mayer Trio with Steve Jordan, Pino Palladino, and just John right. Mayer. There you go, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Wait Till Tomorrow, Who Did You Think I Was, Good Love Is On The Way, Out Of My Mind, Another Kind Of Green, I Got A Woman, Something's Missing, and then Try. Damn. <clears throat> Let me think, man. You know, hold on one second. The only way I can do that is by <laughs> Blink, keep talking. <laughs> I you know, I when I when I look at I think all of his stuff, I think try is the best. I think not the best, but I think it's the most it's the it's the most authentic and true John Mayer music out there because that's really who he is. And ever since he did that, people got all pissed off because like oh this guy likes this shit but that's why he did it because he um you know if i have the chance to speak to him and i'm trying so hard i've reached out to his management probably 15 times um (laughs) but i'm gonna figure it out i'll get to him eventually i've shot photos for him but i can't (laughs) speak to him yet like what the fuck so um whatchamacallit i think that album and mayor says it too is he was so fearful after uh room for squares and daughters when he released daughters as a single for heavier things he was so fearful he goes i'm not this is it i'm done the, my career is over because this these my first album literally blew up and everyone is expecting straight acoustic like this type of Dave Matthews, uh, Jack Johnson type vibe. They're expecting this now for the rest of my career. And that's not who I am, you know? Right. So he's like, fuck, what am I going to do? So he, you know, threw a wrench into plans and said, I'm going to come out with try. And I think at that point you saw a you know, a, a decrease in, uh, you know, recognition. And certainly, the, whether the, the the recording academy says otherwise, I think it's BS. I think it's completely the truth because he hasn't won an award since. He has been nominated for a Grammy since Continuum. 
Oh, I hear it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I hear his voice. I got excited. <laughs> That's how to try. Is that that's it, right? <clears throat> but that's but that's not from the um that's not from the concert though. That that sounds like maybe from Crossroads. No, uh, it's from uh. Is he playing the Gibson E thirty ES thirty five or whatever? Dude, man, hey man, dude, you know what's funny? <laughs> dude, you are just like me, dude. Because you know what's funny. You picked out exactly which guitar he was playing. Is it the red one? Yeah. <laughs> does he got his does he got his glasses on? No, no glasses. No glasses. No glasses. But I know the guitar because yeah. he uh this was that was the period in his life as it when he was playing what he loved, the, the straight blues. Wow, you know it's funny, man. <laughs> my my son was messing with me one day. And he's going through my um my playlist in my car. And he was asking me, he's like, so which, which which purple rain is this? I was like, that's the Syracuse one. I was like, that's that's 20, about 20 minutes. He was like, 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, it's about 20 minutes long. He was like, damn. I was like, he solo for about 12 of those minutes. Right. <laughs> see, you see, I'm, I'm so just hearing the song in the background, that lick that he did, the bum, 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 that's a B.B. King riff right there. That's, that's how B.B. King always started his intro. He's intricating. I just heard Albert King in there and BB King. Yeah. He 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 puts together a whole bunch of these different people's licks and stuff. I love it. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Hey, you know what I'm gonna have to do? What well, didn't I give that to you? Actually, I think I had the maybe I didn't. I have the entire. Um, nobody has this. Uh, even Eric Clapton doesn't have this. And I'll tell you the story how I acquired it. So there's this guy that works at this house pub in St. Charles. And he he was the sound engineer, actually, for the Crossroads Guitar Festival in 2010 in no. Chicago. And it was at Toyota Park. And technically, um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to give him trouble. But he technically, you're not supposed to take any of that stuff well he has the flash drive and i have it it's sitting right next to me right now the entire fest like it's over 120 channels of recordings the entire crossroads 2010 guitar festival on all individual tracks all, all recorded, unmastered, just raw. And I listen to it every now and then. And it's crazy when, like, Eric Clapton's playing. You can literally hear his click when he, when he, you know, pushes down on the pedal to give him that overdrive. You yeah. can hear it in the in the recording. Goes pop, like you just, like you hear the click and stuff. And then it, it it's the most insane thing ever. You know what's funny, man. I do. I, I look for stuff like that, man. When I go to concert, man, I have the you entire know? flash drive. Damn, man. Yeah, it's insane. Like I, I pulled it up the other day in uh, in Pro Tools, and it says loading, and it, it pulled up 128 individual tracks. Wow. And it's all all stuff, all labeled too, because it pulled that metadata from when it was recorded. Saying like uh, Eric Clapton, uh, SM58, one SM, and it got all this stuff on there. It's just, it's just insane. Then you hear the clicks. It's, it's crazy. My question is, where did you get Pro Tools from? Oh, I got this educational thing where it's like uh, this whole COVID thing is 
you know, I got, I got a Mac that I, I'll do a lot of my work on. Um, I downloaded it. It's like a trial version, but I, I can upload those files into any digital audio workstation. So I downloaded like four digital audio workstations like the past week just to play around with it, to see, you know, what else is out there to kind of see what I like. And I upload them to the pro tools and I don't fucking know what I'm doing in pro tools. So I kind of got out of that and I put them in Reaper. I like Reaper a little better, but, uh, I think I'm gonna set up with Adobe Audition. I, I like I like the way that works. But all the files they pull up the same in each workstation. I pull it in, but it's just insane because it took like 40 minutes. And then finally, you know, it says Crossroads 2010 raw recordings complete guitar festival uploaded complete. I'm like, whoa! I'm going through all these things, and it's just insane. No, you know what would have been even better. Hmm. If you can find out exactly what effects they were using. <laughs> right? No, I got you on that. Man. This is crazy. No, I could have asked Greg. Because Greg, uh, uh, Greg, when I interviewed Greg Guy the other day, he was talking about that when he ever down at Crossroads. And, um, you know, he had that opportunity to just hang out and talk with all them, especially right. John and obviously with his father. But, uh, I should have, uh, I should have brought that up. He he could have told me. You know, I should have. Now that you mentioned though about the whole buddy and John thing, and you know him being despised, I should have. Part of me wanted to bring that up too, but I totally forgot about that stuff. Been like, so what's the deal? When's John coming back to Legends? Because he hasn't played there since two thousand eight. Damn. That was when the that was when it was the old club. It was actually John was in town at the House of Blues playing a show. And uh, obviously he loves the blues and you no, know, but he just, he kind of disassociated from, he hasn't been back at Buddy Guy's place since. It's been really, he hasn't even visited that side of Townsend. And, you know, there's interviews out there that says why he doesn't like to hang out after shows. And I don't know if it's true, but maybe it is. He goes right after show, I like to get right on a bus and I like to go right to the next city because I, I, he hates doing two nights in a city. Absolutely hates it. He says it throws his body off. He goes, he doesn't like the comfort. He likes to play a show and go right to the next city right away. He goes, it's, it's the best way for him to play. He said his playability is much higher when, when that's the case. That's why he said usually show night two in a city it's a little different he said he doesn't like it so he doesn't usually visit places now anymore right after they'll get off playing the stage boom next city right away that's why that's literally why separ- right away that's why he separated those uh the concert this shit well that's why the concert, concert was separating i was told uh who, who said something it was somebody that i was listening to oh, no wait it was somebody i was listening to that said they really didn't like the second night, but they liked the first night better. Mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, I was like, you went to both? Right. Yeah, I know. It's it's like saying, you know, yeah, my first wife was great. Or yeah, my first wife was, yeah, she was, her second wife was okay, but the first one was, was great. You know, I was like, well, what the fuck? Well, why can't, you can't, can't pick and choose and shit like that. Like, why would you do that? Why would you tell people that, um, 
you know, yeah, first night in the city is always going to be the best. Second night, eh, it's not going to be. I, I don't understand that. And he was vocal about it. He, he slipped up about it because he uh, he mentioned something about it after he played the forum in the summer. He he slipped up about it, and uh, he he said that there's only two shows in the entire summer that he felt were absolutely incredible. And he says the forum in Madison square garden, he goes, those are the two best shows he's ever played in his entire life. And they both happened in most cities. Every other city was okay show, but those are the only two cities that I felt amazing playing. And I just felt pissed. Cause I'm like, damn it. So John didn't give us a hundred percent. I'm like, whatever hundred percent was from John would have been fucking insane right. because I felt like it was insane, but yeah. Right. You know, you know what's funny too is one one thing. What I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Um, um, this is this is something what I learned, and, and I'm I'm starting to realize. Hey, man, they're human just like we are. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, they have feelings just like we do. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. I get that. Okay. Right. Now, I was I'm, I'm trying to find this uh this interview that Jesse Johnson did. Um, and somebody was secretly recording it. Okay, man. They say he told Prince an ass, a new asshole, man. <laughs> I was just like, wow. I'm like, okay. And <clears throat> everybody that was talking was like, well, well, how can he say he want to come to the celebration and it's just that another one he was talking shit about Prince. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on now. Y'all got to understand, man. All these people just not saying that it was fire there. You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> right. Um. To me, the icing on the cake was when Morris Day said it himself. He was like, "Man, this dude, man, you just bring used to bring us out, and when we get there, he used to tell us we weren't playing." Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell, dude? We're like, what the fuck? No, no, no. You you gonna no, dude? We playing, and you gonna pay me for coming tonight? You know what I'm saying? That it that would have been an issue if that would have been me. You know what I'm saying? So I know for a fact how they took it because they was. They was a lot raw than you know than than than, the, than a few cats that you know you probably even know you know um, some of the stories I heard about them fighting man was ridiculous man you know what I'm saying so um, dude from from that from me hearing that about Morris Day saying that and him saying that you know this was just in the last past couple of years saying that so I'm just like all right okay I get it to me hearing um, uh, how Jesse Johnson ripped him a new ass to to uh to me hearing about um how he did uh his first wife now hear me out all the stuff is just hearsay mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah I got it's you all, it's always two sides you know what I'm saying <clears throat> um my thing is is that he's dead and gone now I'm gonna let him rest in peace that's cool mm-hmm. but in all honesty man you know one thing what I gotta say about that is this they say you don't want to get to know your heroes. Yep. You know, and I'm just like, wow, man, that's. And maybe it's a good thing you never talk to Prince. You know, if you think about it that way, though, it's, it's fucked up as it sounds, as, as, as crazy and exciting as it could have been. Does it ever, I mean, does, do you ever think about it as maybe, damn, maybe she intervened for a reason? Yeah. Especially what she said. I'm afraid of dying. You, part of you probably would have fucking died. Yeah. You know, now, now, you know, it's even worse than that, dude. <clears throat> but guess who I get to talk to damn near every time he comes to town? 
Mark, Mark Tremonti. Yeah. I, I kid you not, dude. Um, not, not, I want to say probably what, 70% of the time he comes to town, yeah, I get to talk to him. I, I either, I either win backstage passes or, um, you know, either I win stage backstage passes, you mm-hmm. know, and I get to go and see the band or whatever. Dude, the funny part is that, um, the last time I talked to him, I asked him, I said, man, how's it going, man? He was like, you want me to be honest? I was like, if you be honest, man, just be honest. Just go ahead. He was like, I'm barely breaking even, man. I was like, Ooh. damn. Because everything, right, everything that he was doing with Tremonti, he's doing it on his own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I told him, I was like, but you love what you're doing, right? He was like, yeah. He was like, I love what I'm doing. And I was like, sometime, man. And I told him, I was like, sometime love, man, you know, foregoes everything, man, you know? Mm. <laughs> and he started laughing. He was like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and in all honesty, man, you know, um, that make me think about my, my my other buddy out here uh, in Aurora. Oh, uh, Noah Gabriel. Yeah, man. Yeah, that dude got ripped off. You said he was a good songwriter, but what band took his music? It was two bands. The motherfuckers, man. Two, and then to top it off, this is what assholes to me, dude. It's it's like. It's like them them cats don't think that nobody else will figure it out. You know right. what I'm saying? Or, you know, or listen to different, you know, different other, you know, other music or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I listen to all types of shit, man. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. One night I'm up, you know, listening to music or whatever by Kings Leon, who who mm-hmm. stole who stole the song. Um, That's awesome. They uh, this the song that they made was uh, uh, pray for me, and the song that Noah Gabriel did was uh, come to me, come mm-hmm. back to me. I'm sorry. And and I'm sitting up listening to it. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's Noah's song. And I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm like, dude, they didn't just take one part of it. They took the whole damn song. I'm going to have to sit down and listen to that. Oh, please do, bro. <laughs> please do. Oh, man, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm like, dude, that was foul as hell for them to do that. You know, and I'm just sitting there, and I and I, and I told his wife at um the the, la- the next the next time I saw him out at um at a at a concert he was doing, I I, I said I, I don't really want to tell him, but mm-hmm. I said I want to tell him, but I don't. She was like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Well, King Zeleon took one of his songs, you know," mm-hmm. and he sat there. He he grabbed my phone, you know, and he listened to it. He was like, he was like, "Wow." He took that. He's like, they took the whole song, and he, he just said, "Oh well," and he walked away. He's like, "Thanks," Aww. and he walked up front, you know, and kept and you know went back to playing. I was just like, I was like, that's some bullshit. What was the name of the song? <laughs> the song by them, by Kings of Leon, was called "Pray for Me." Okay, I'm gonna have to remember. Okay, and the song by him was "Come Back to Me." Hmm, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Oh. I mean, how the hell did they even find him? Like, you think they would even have the decency to be like, hey, you know, like Five Finger Death Punch just covered a freaking Kenny Wayne Shepherd song. But I mean, they said, like, why, why can't you just be like, oh, shout out to uh, Noah Gabriel for, uh, you know, inspiring this cover? Like, like what a fucking assholes. Like, Kings of Leon, they've already established a brand quite well. Like, why would you have to do that to someone like him? I don't know. It's kind of dirty. Yeah. Do they, you know, when you think about it, in all honesty, man, again, 
that's what you call a big business. Mm-hmm. If, if Noah was to take them to court, he would win, you know, but dude, <laughs> he ain't got the money to take them to court. You know what I'm saying? Um, another cat who took a song from was Brian Adams. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. Brian Adams, the guy who sings that one song that everyone sings at Summerfest. Yep. <laughs> Back in 63. Yeah, right. Six, summer 69 or whatever. <laughs> Be on your mama's porch. <laughs> Fuck. Summer of 69. That's the only song I know about him. <laughs> Whoa, know yeah. Him. Yeah, man. He um, he stole a song by Noah, too. What an ass. And it was, <laughs> I like the way that they do that stuff <laughs> they, because they take it. I think nothing's gonna happen to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, somebody was saying on, on YouTube after I posted saying they <laughs> I was like, they stole that song from so and so, so and so. And somebody said later on down in the comments, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, this, this, that, and other. I was like, bullshit. This the this is the um this is the artist's name. This is when he made this, this, that, and other. I was like, any questions? <laughs> Nobody responded after that. Nobody. But his views went up on that song, though. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. And your comment probably got deleted. They sure did. That's crazy. You know what she do? You know, I obviously wouldn't want to... Uh give the people any money. You buy a meat freak for a Kings of Leon show and you just fucking roast him. You bring Noah with. Oh, you know what? You know what? Dude, I honestly thought about writing um, Ellen about that shit, man, because she had him on doing it. I was like, if you really want the person that really made that song on you. I'm going to get Kings of Leon on my on my blue show. Right, I'm going to get Noah on. I'm going to be like, hey, Kings of Leon. We got, oh, look, we got a caller on the line here. Who's this? <laughs> Noah... Oh, Kings of Leon? I, <laughs> I think they left. <laughs> we also got Ask Cam coming on, too. <laughs> Shit. No. Dude, that's crazy. Though. I mean, at least give them credit. I mean, everyone covers songs. It's it's okay. It's cool. I mean, I think it's awesome that people are covering songs. That but, you know, these bastards took the music. They the, took the whole fucking they lyric concept. The they took all the music and changed the words, a few of the right. words. And I was like, you dirty bastards. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'm like, really, man? Yeah. Wow. You know? They that was some foul shit. Mm. Was it a good song though? Um, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Hell no, because they stole it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to see what you say because there's some people who'd be like, Yeah, I just kinda like it. <laughs> but <laughs> no. No. no man. They they was bogus, yeah. bogus. Now I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll leave on this one. Is this is there is I I'll never ever ever stop telling this story. But like I think I mentioned it to you before is when Buddy Guy moved to Chicago when he was in the fifties when he came from Letsworth and he was told he'd get a chance at Chess Recording Studios and um he he went there and he gave him what he got and there was a couple times where. Uh, Leonard Chess told him, hey, 
stop what you're fucking doing right now. And Buddy freaked out. He goes, what do you do? What do you mean, Mr. Chess? He goes, you're not singing that song. He goes, what do you mean? But I wrote the song. He goes, no, that's a fucking Muddy song. So he, he gave Muddy like four songs that Buddy wrote. Um, like she's 19 years old. That was a Muddy song. Buddy wrote that. That's all Buddy's work. Um, wow. Manish Boy was a song that Buddy wrote. That's Muddy's Wait, the one, credits. The one that, uh, Jimmy covered? Uh, Jimmy covered that too, yeah. No shit. So Manish Boy was, uh, I mean, that's per record according to, to Buddy. Buddy said that that was a song that he worked on. But he Wait, said he was, he was terrified. That's why, that's, why he, that's why he brings uh, Jimi Hendrix in uh, some of his concerts. That's well, and that's why he has uh, a lot of uh, Jimmy. I mean, you see at, at Legends, he has Jimi Hendrix stuff up there. Yeah, he right. has his shoes and stuff, and the actual right, stuff right. he wore on shows. And and the funny thing is, Leon, is this: is Jimi Hendrix. There's only one guitarist in the entire world that's noted on record that Jimi Hendrix said inspired him, and it was it was Buddy Guy. And Buddy tells the story. I don't know if you've ever heard the story, but Buddy will tell the story of when he was playing a show at the University of Michigan back in the day. And this was right after um, Jimi Hendrix got his start. I think he was playing with Little Richard. He was a rhythm guitarist in Little Richard's band. And uh, eventually he branched out and did his own thing. So it was Jimi Hendrix was playing at the University of Michigan that same week. So Buddy Guy comes to town and Buddy starts going ham on guitar and all these kids in the crowd uh go this guy sounds like fucking Jimi hendrix this guy's a ripoff and buddy goes who the fuck's Jimi hendrix and goes i don't know shit about this Jimi hendrix and there's jimmy in the crowd you know he's there attending because he loves buddy and he goes uh i i'm Jimi hendrix he goes who the fuck are you he goes uh you inspired me and buddy goes you get the fuck on my stage and you show him, and he goes, well, I guess I should know you. My name's Buddy, and that's how they met. And Buddy says that he never, he never actually spoke to him really again after that because his, you know, his careers went both ways. But, uh, yeah, he's people. People thought Buddy was ripping off Jimmy, or Jimmy literally was just trying so hard to, to replicate the sound that buddy gave and you can hear that i mean buddy sound if you if you close your eyes and you listen to a live show of buddy you hear a lot of jimmy a lot of it it's the same tone happy day especially in like damn right i got the blues live you close your eyes it's you know he's he's kind of sloppy but that's yeah. how jimmy was you know but yeah, it's his stone it's, it sticks out like a sore thumb you know what i mean happy yeah that's day. Jimmy's the only person that, uh, you know, Dan Rather did an interview with Buddy and uh, he he mentioned that. He goes, everyone, everyone, everyone said that I was ripping off Jimmy at this college campus way back in the day at University of Michigan. Because I don't know who the fuck Jimmy Hendrix is. And he started playing. He goes, oh, maybe I should know who Jimmy Hendrix is. Hey, Jimmy, my name's Buddy. And he goes, the saddest thing ever, he goes, I guess he goes, and I never did speak to him again. And it was the most depressing shit ever. I go, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's some crazy wow. stuff. But I don't know, man. Hey, listen, you need to stay. You need to get healthy, man. You fucking yeah, scare man. me all day. You're coughing and shit. I am. Go, oh, man. 
<clears throat> Better save this recording. Life's too short. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but seriously, you got to take care of yourself. I got to take care of myself. We all got to take care of ourselves. We also got to just stop watching TV, I think. Yeah. But there's yeah. nothing to fucking do. <laughs> and in all honesty, dude, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get my money up. I'm, I'm trying to get my money up because I want to get these two new pedals. There you go, man. I can't wait to Guitar Center open back up because then that's when I'm buying them. <laughs> because I don't want to buy them now and then be asked out, you know, by paying top dollar for them. And- well, this is the worst. Is having your guitar locked up in Guitar Center right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. I had a friend who has that and I'm like, Dude, what do you mean? Like, he, like he doesn't even have an acoustic. He doesn't have anything else. His only guitar is locked up at Guitar Center because of this COVID shit. Wow. Yeah. I know he's sick right now. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, you gotta be. I mean, I I don't understand. But you know what I what I can recommend is I've been buying a lot of pedals. Uh, what it is? I've been doing a lot of this virtual stuff. So this amplitude. I have a brand new rig. Where I have Amplitude who has the exact licensing to get like the OCD full tone, the exact modeling, all this stuff. I have like four Princeton Reverb different types of models. And I spent like maybe $50 on this stuff. And you have to have a DI. You can't just have like the little iRig thing. But if you have an actual DI box, you will get that exact tone if you plug it into a cabinet. The exact tone. I spent like 50 bucks and I've got all these effects. I got Princeton Reverb. I got the JCM uh, 200. I got the John Mayer PRS signature, the two rack application, some Dumble Overdrive, Steel String, stuff like all these modelings that you just plug into a cabinet and you will get that tone. It's not going to be the exact, but you are going to be, it's like 99.9% there. And all these companies, you know, license these these uh, modelings it's crazy that's what i do because i don't got money but (laughs) (laughs) and i'm trying to try to be creative you know playing a lot with some delay and shit a lot of flanger danger uh a lot of uh like electric uh what you will call it the electro harmonics like grateful dead stuff qtron but uh i don't know i've been trying to get into some different stuff a lot of Grateful Dead music lately. Um, as sloppy as it is, it's so hard to do. <laughs> I mean, he was, uh, Garcia was uh, a true craft craftsman when it came to that stuff. But hey, listen, man, you take care of yourself. I appreciate you coming on. You too. That was so much fun. Um, Gosh, I love this stuff. Be sure to check out Tuesday's show we had with Andrew Buss, comedian, journalist, incredible, incredible person, Um, as well as my other show, The Monday Morning Blues. Uh, This coming week, we have Joel Bear on our show. Uh, He's an incredible drummer with the Corey Dennison Band and the Joel Bear Blue Shift Big Band. Really, really looking forward to putting that one out there for you guys. That's on my other show, The Monday Morning Blues, which comes at you each Monday at 7 a.m. on all podcast platforms. This was The Christian Hansen Show. I'm Christian Hansen. Stay safe. Stay quarantined. We'll see you next week.